welcome to Cut, Print, Check the Gate. I am your host, Ron Van Timmeren from Studio C, broadcasting live from the lobby of the new Studio Park Celebration Cinema in downtown Grand Rapids, opening uh, now, because I don't know when you're going to actually watch this podcast, so uh, I'm just here to say we are open now. Uh, It happens to be opening night of the movie Joker, and we're going to talk about that more later here. But first, my first guest is the general manager of uh, Celebration Cinema Studio Park, Mr. Dan Brewster. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you so much for having me, Ron. I'm a <laughs> pleasure to be here. Now, uh, you and I have known each other for quite a while, but you actually started in the theater business before we met. I did. Because you were wor- working for whom was it? I that? was working for Cinemark at right? the River Tom Mall um, mm-hmm. right when I turned 16 years old. Oh, you were a newbie there. I was, yes. You started at the bottom. I sure did. (laughs) And now you've made it to the top. I have. Okay, so uh, uh, Lokes Theaters bought the Rivertown uh, Cinemark Theater in what year? Do you remember? 2007. 2007. And you were offered a position at that theater at that time. I was. uh, And you spent a few years there, right? I did. I spent eight and a half years there. Eight and a half years there. So uh, you were, uh, at the time, one of the assistants, uh, assistant general manager, if we were using today's terms, right? Yes, correct, yes. So you've, you've... pretty much learned everything there is to know about uh, operating a movie theater, right? I think I have. Okay. I remember Dan was one of the best at doing showtimes, okay? Dan was really good at uh, pushing the buttons to, I need a couple more shows of this big movie or that big movie. I really appreciated that when you were doing the show schedule because that was part of my world, still my part of my world as well. So from the Rivertown, you moved where? I moved to Celebration Cinema North, uh, Knapp and East Beltline. I was mm-hmm. there for three and a half years and uh, helped that location uh, open their bar and their kitchen operation right. um, and learned a lot about uh, events that we host and mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. Right, right. And uh, then uh, the opportunity to uh, apply for the general manager job at Studio Park came up. What was, what was that process like? Oh, it was it was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> You got hired. I got hired. So, yeah, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Absolutely. We couldn't be more proud to have you here. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about what it's been like here the last couple of months. What have you been yeah. doing mostly? Uh, it's been great. My focus has really been on uh, recruitment and mm-hmm. hiring, and I've been working with our talent manager, Anna Karina Driscoll, and I've done a variety of uh, job fairs, and we've done a variety uh, of uh, group interviews, really fun group interviews mm-hmm. I've had. Uh, people singing and doing break dancing, even. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. Because we're looking for a certain kind of person to work at Celebration, right? We are. We're looking for people that can be on stage and uh, give guests uh, just a unique, uh, celebrated experience. Yeah, exactly. And they have to be a certain personality to yep. do that, right? Absolutely. So you make them dance. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they choose to dance, and we allow them the outlet for that. And so, uh, how many people did you end up hiring? We've hired, uh, we're at about 55 right now. 55, right? And uh, training them. Tell me a little bit about how they trained. And some of them actually were Celebration employees already. How many of them out of that 55 were already here? I would say about 12 or 14 already were at Mm -hmm. uh, other locations. And then the, the people that we hired on. Uh, had the opportunity to train at one of the four existing locations, so Rivertown, South, Woodland, or North, mm-hmm. um, for the course of you know between one and three months, more or less. And so we were able to hit the ground running here at Celebration Studio yeah, Park. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, what were they doing for the last couple weeks besides cleaning, cleaning, and more cleaning? Yeah, we had a wonderful uh, onboarding training program, which we called C-Camp. Yeah. Uh, and we had a oh, just a wonderful, uh, fun activity kickoff day where they were building structures out of cor- cardboard boxes, and mm-hmm. we had a variety of uh, neighborhood speakers to learn more about the Heartside neighborhood, which we're proud to represent here at Celebration Cinema Studio right. Park. Dan was sort of pointing to what uh, <laughs> you can't see on camera right now, the piazza space, which is... Uh, a, a, a soccer field, for lack of a better term, and yes. uh, but it is an open air uh, space outside the lobby of the theater, uh, and 
uh, for one of the sea camp days. I saw all the pictures of the crew out there uh, doing the little exercises you were talking about on a beautiful summer day. Absolutely. And everybody enjoyed that so much uh, because we want this atmosphere to be playful. Uh, We want people uh, who are happy and smiling because uh, that's what celebrated service is about. Explain celebrated service as you can uh, best best place it. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, yeah, it's it's the commitment to helping people in any and all ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, somebody that's coming in and maybe they're having a bad day and we're there to, you know, help them out and and let them escape for a couple of hours or... It could be somebody, uh, an event like a first date or an anniversary. Uh, we're just there to help foster that experience and really add to the value. They're here for, to have a great time. We just want to make sure that, that they're doing that and that we're helping them along that journey. That's right. We, we, we have this little game we play about uh, uh, the the guide and what's the other part of that? We're the guide or, or, or we're, we're trying to guide people into a happier place experience like that yeah I know the guest is the hero. hero we are the guide yes. thank you the yes. guest is the hero i love that story i love that analogy uh, as well um so what, what's been the biggest challenge then do you think uh, getting this place open well i think it's all the moving parts i mean this is a wonderful uh, complex that we're adding to downtown grand rapids with a lot of different facets and uh, they're all coming online in the near future mm-hmm. here, but we're trying to work out, you know, what what is a guest flow going to be like? And then mm-hmm. we're as the theater, we're the first one that's open. So there's a lot of, you know, things to work out still. But we're 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 hitting the ground running here. We're doing yeah. great. Yeah, as we mentioned, this is opening night for Joker, and uh, we're expecting uh, a decent crowd tonight. Pre-sales at the CelebrationCinema.com or the uh, Celebration Cinema app have been strong for this movie, so we're hoping uh, to turn a really nice gross this weekend. That'll be cool to see. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and 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 we're dealing with. Uh, we were just talking about the parking ramp here, but uh, tell everybody the, the, uh, the headline, as John Lokes likes to put it, uh, about our parking. The headline about parking is that, you know, the downtown location, Celebration Cinema Studio Park, for movie patrons, there's free parking. We validate for a three-hour credit mm-hmm. for anybody that wants to come. And the pricing is also the same as it is at all the Grand Rapids locations. So it really is just as it would be. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to solve that problem and, and have it be easy to come and see a movie here. Yeah, yeah, because that's always been the challenge of a downtown theater is, where are we going to park? We don't want to pay to park when we can go to the mall. and you know. Uh, but right, the thing I love most about, besides being free, is it's covered, right? There's nothing I hate worse than coming out of the movie in the wintertime and having to s- scrape my car off, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I love that idea of covered parking, which you have a little bit at the Rivertown. I always yes. tried to park underneath the theater there at the Rivertown Mall yes. as well. Um, so you've got a good crew. Absolutely. Uh, and you've got, you don't just have uh, people who sell tickets and, and tear tickets here because there's a lot more going on behind us here at the concession. And, there sure is. And, Tell us a little bit more about what happens back there. Yeah, so we have a couple other things. Uh, those of you that have been to the Celebration Cinema uh, North location ha- know that we have the Oscars bar in the lobby, and we also have a full kitchen, and we have those amenities here at Studio Park. And today is actually the first day that we're opening our alcohol offerings and our uh, full kitchen offerings with uh delivery to the seat as well. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I was going to say <laughs> that. If you didn't say it, you can order... Uh, at the at the stand here, the I hate to call it a stand because what yeah. are we calling that? Uh, um, food and beverage. I've I've used stand, but food and beverage <laughs> area. How about that? Food and beverage area, and go on in uh, to your seat, and we will bring you your food. And we're doing the. I hate to I hate to bring something up if the, I don't know the answer, but yeah. mobile food ordering coming soon. That is coming soon okay. at Celebration Studio Park. <laughs> so right. in the near future. That's right. Understood. And uh, there's a couple other things going on here in this building. I mean, the, you, as you mentioned, the theater is open, all nine screens. And we're going to talk to Larry Zuverink in a minute about the technology of the of the booth and the projection systems here. Uh, we're going to have uh, Kurt Van Wagner or maybe Nick Baldwin. I don't know if Nick is going to make it here. We're going to talk about the uh, 123 restaurant. Uh, we've got the listening room. That's all part of our operation here. And then uh, w- what do you know about uh, 
the retailers that are coming soon here. Do you have a good yeah. list of those? Because I do. Yeah, absolutely. We got the Pump House is coming in here for sure. Uh, we have Funky Buddha Yoga Hot House. We have <laughs> Leo's Coney Island. Uh, we have. Oh, I'm missing my list here. Ron. Malamaya. Oh that's yes, Malamaya Juice, Juice Bar. Place. Yes, that's right. Uh, and and there's another couple of concepts that we're talking about yes. here that we are excited about announcing uh, later. Let's just say because uh, we're just getting started here. Oh. Studio Park Lofts. Oh, yes, yes. 106 uh, loft apartments here with some of them have balconies that overlook that piazza space. Uh, we've already, I think, leased almost a third of them already. I think so, yeah. And they're really cool uh, overlooking the arena. Again, worth mentioning, uh, Studio Park is right on the uh, the arena area here, just south of, uh, of Van Andel Arena and, and right in the heart of many restaurants and uh, other entertainment venues like 20 Monroe and Pyramid Scheme and, and those sorts of places. So uh, very much a center of the entertainment district down here. And we've still got more surprises uh, coming soon. And we know that construction continues on the Hilton Canopy Hotel, which will be opening in the summer next year. So it's still a little bit of a construction uh, to the east of us. And pretty soon they're going to be starting the office building, right? Did yes. you hear that? Yes. Like uh, the uh, Acrisure, uh insurance broker uh, is moving their world headquarters here, and they're going to start building that office park really soon. So, uh, but just as we wrap things up here, what what's sure. been the greatest? What's been the most fun part? The best? Uh, the greatest reward of of what you've been through in the last few months? Yeah, I mean, we're just so thrilled to be here in the heart of downtown Grand Rapids to be bringing all of the things that Celebration Cinema is known for right back to the, the city where it all started. That's right. I forgot to mention that. This is our 75th anniversary. Uh, Mr. Jack Lokes, founder of our company, started in downtown Grand Rapids in 1944. Uh, and, and now we've come full circle, literally. Uh, the Midtown Theater, which was our uh, Mr. Lokes' first theater, uh, was at 123 Pearl Street. And the address of Studio Park Celebration Cinema is 123 Ionia Street. So we thought that was pretty serendipitous, and that's why we named our Tavern 123 Tavern. So uh, any final words, sir? No, just thrilled to be here. Come on down and check us out. Um, we'll have all the same programs that you're used to at Celebration Cinema, like TACO Tuesday and the Sunday Radio Discount. Um, so it's Flicks Family Film, Film Festival. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Joker, and next week Gemini Man, and pretty soon Frozen 2, and... Star Wars, the final episode, right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget those heated uh, recliners oh, as well. Oh, that's right. We forgot to mention that. Oh, my goodness. The Irwin seating uh, recliners with a heated and reclining and, and the little table and the drink holder. Oh, my gosh. It's just fantastic. We make it easy, man. <laughs> He's Mr. Dan Brewster, general manager of Studio Park Celebration Cinema. Uh, more to come right after these, uh, the short break. And we're back at Celebration Cinema Studio Park with Larry Zuverink. And first of all, Larry, uh, tell me what your official title is, because I know you're the, the technician who builds all our booths and takes care of all of our projection systems and more. But uh, what do you call yourself, Larry? I am the Director of Presentation Technologies. Presentation Technologies. And... Uh, I've known Larry for a long time. Uh, well, I've been working here for 43 years. How long have you worked for Lokes Theaters? Uh, 29 years. 29. And before you started with Lokes Theaters, and I'm guessing that was at Studio 28? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, where, where were you working? And uh, tell me a little bit about your, your experience there. Um, so in high school, I started as an usher at um, the movies at Woodland and Woodland Mall. Obviously not there anymore, an old UA theater. Um, at the same time, I was taking electronics um, oh. through the Kent Skills Center. Um, ah. 
my junior and senior year in high school. Nice. Yep. So while you were working for the UA theaters, did you get into the projection booth eventually there? Yes, uh, actually very early on. Um, that was uh, shortly after they'd uh, stopped using Union Projectionist. Oh, right. Way back, way back in the day. Oh, there's and, a story uh, for you, yeah, folks. With yeah. Some other podcast, we'll get into that. Right, Union right. Projectionist story. <laughs> and uh, the, the head projectionist there, uh, still a very good friend of mine, lives in Chicago, um, kind of grabbed me early on. I think he just kind of saw mm-hmm. saw it in me, and mm-hmm. I was I was in the booth within probably a month of starting there. Wow. So, yeah. And obviously back then, we're talking film projectors. This was pre-platters yet, too? Um, no, no, we had platters. Had platters. Uh, it was okay. like the very early, early first version of platters, mm-hmm. um, and we had five of the screens were mono, one of the screens was stereo <laughs> so it was uh, a long cry from right now right right back in the day folks there was only mono stereo and not many stereo systems in theaters and what we mean by platters is that was the old system that it, it was a, there were two like big plates and and or actually three of them and you threaded the film through the projector off of one platter and it rewound itself on the other platter and then after that show you'd pull it out of this one and ride it back through and and that was the good old days of film and yep. platters yep. right and they and they fed from the center so you didn't have to rewind that was the beauty of platters was right. how they were designed you could just thread the film the next time just thread it back mm-hmm. and and yep. until recently at the getty drive-in we had big reels yeah. for a while yep. right yep giant twelve thousand foot uh reels real to real giant i mean yeah we can't i mean they were just huge reels of film and 35 millimeter film features weighed what were those cans of film we used to get them in 20 minute reels three or four in a case and each of those cases weighed what oh 40 uh, pounds 50 pounds at least yeah yeah <laughs> i'd say more i i think a I think a an average print weighed somewhere around 100 pounds right and 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 uh that all went away uh, with the advent of digital cinema, and we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, the technology has gotten a, a lot smaller, let's just say, than those big cans of film. But, uh, okay, so you started at Studio 28. Did you immediately go into the booth there? I was, I was hired as a projectionist. Okay. Um, they actually uh, really needed a projectionist at the time, so mm-hmm. they needed somebody that didn't need much training. So right. I actually got hired the day I interviewed and went right up to the booth and started working. So. How many screens at Studio 28 then? They, they were already 20. They were already 20. Yep. Okay. So there were one, two, three, four, five separate projection booths in that building, as I recall. One, two, three, five. You are correct. You are correct. And Theater One, for those of you who have uh, remember Studio 28, was that thousand-seat auditorium with with the, uh, the huge screen, and we put a THX. Did you install the THX sound system in there, or were you part of that whole revolution? Uh, no, no, that was uh, already installed when I was there. Okay, um, THX sound people. Yep, you know that yep. was that was awesome. Yep. <laughs> that was the best, and, and, and we saw some big movies in that place. Yep. And that was a that was a certification, so it wasn't a really you didn't just go boom here's THX. Right, they, there was all sorts of equipment. You just had to use approved equipment. Right, and and. Have do enough, tests and have it analyzed and yep, have enough yep. wattage yep, and yep. Uh, all of that cool stuff. Yep. What do you have a favorite movie memory from Theater One at Studio Twenty Eight? Um, I actually do. Uh, one Christmas Eve, um, we were closed. We'd close early on Christmas sure. Eve, and I was still there, and I, I hadn't seen Dumb and Dumber yet. <laughs> and I actually watched Dumb and Dumber in Theater One by myself on Christmas Eve. It was. <laughs> That's so cool. Yep. <laughs> I actually even stopped it. I ran up, stopped it, so I could go to the restroom. Came back, restarted it. It was, you know, that was just kind of a cool thing. You could, no, not a lot of people could do. No, <laughs> so. not a lot of people could do that, and you probably shouldn't have either. By probably the way, probably get written you up if I knew that. <laughs> no, uh, okay. So at a certain interval, you made the leap into tech services. I'll call it for lack of a better. Uh, description because what was the transition from being a projectionist into doing the maintenance and installation that you're doing these Um, days so yeah I started as a projectionist and um, uh, I actually went into maintenance um, Mm -hmm. for a period of time Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, we had a guy that came in and actually kind of started our first IT department 
and uh, if you remember Paul. And oh, right. <laughs> so oh, I was I was one of the original members okay. of the yeah. IT department with, with him. Right. And uh, through these through these transitions, it just I full circle came back into uh, it was tech services at the time when I went right. into it was what we right. called it. So how many different locations for Celebration Cinema have you installed the booth equipment? Everyone. All, all of them. He I'm, has I'm, done. I'm looking. I was obviously <laughs> here before we had the celebrations. That's true. Um, and, but I, but Benton oh, Harbor, you started with Benton Harbor? Did you put yeah, the booth in yep. Benton Harbor? I didn't okay. put the booth in, but I was part of the digital conversion. Oh, so right, I wasn't right, right. in the department okay. when sure. we built that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the IT department at the time. Um, so uh, other people were putting in the film projectors at that time. Sure, 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 sure. And and so let's let's move to digital cinema because we could talk about this stuff for hours, oh, yeah. and I don't yeah. want to bore everybody with <laughs> the old stories. But what, 2012 was that? No, 2000. What? 2006, did, I believe, is when 2006 we, is what I meant to say is yeah. when we converted. We were Lokes Theaters was one of the early adapters to digital cinema. And that meant tearing out all the 35 millimeter projectors and putting in new uh, digital projectors. And and you were part of that whole conversion. And we did all of our screens yep. over the course of how long did that take? It took many months, right? Uh, we I remember we did four screens per day per location. Oh my so goodness. it seems like it was a month, month and a half of... Yeah. Well, you those. were working with the Christie people. Correct. They yes. were yep. they were doing all of the projectors and the sound too, or did we do any of the sound ourselves? Um, so we didn't we didn't really upgrade any sound when we went to digital. Right. Um, we everything were still we had good was shape for yep, that. Yeah. Yep. So um, we'd come in at night and uh, and tear out the thirty fives, mm-hmm. and then Christie would show up about six seven o'clock, start putting the digitals in. We'd go home and sleep. Come back overnight again, <laughs> tear projectors out. They'd put them in. Kind of by the right. end, we were able to kind right. of mesh with them a little bit more and sure. kind of learn the digital as we were doing and it. And the so. beauty of, of, of digital cinema back then and still today is it, it doesn't degrade, okay? Uh, those those big prints of 35-millimeter film, the more they ran through the projectors, the more they got dirty, the more they got scratched, the more they disintegrated essentially over time. And we would hold over movies for weeks and weeks and weeks and so those film prints would get pretty tired and so going to digital cinema uh, we you get a pristine presentation every time i kind of forget about that now because right. it looks so good eight weeks into the run and just like it did day one and we get the content uh, either at first we were getting it on a, a hard drive that we did, would download and now it literally comes to us from the sky and tell 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 us what happens when the content is ingested, what does that what does that mean? What does that do? So we, we get the uh, the digital content. It's downloaded off satellite onto um, DCDC is the uh, company that does mm-hmm. most of it. We have a couple of other ones that we use now. Um, so then we ingest the film. It's a uh, it's a CPL that you ingest into the uh, into CPL, the CPL. Everybody, you got that? <laughs> uh, what is that? Okay, never mind. I'm, you know, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's a DCP. DCP. <laughs> it's a digital cinema package. That's it. <laughs> and it's and it's all it's all wrapped so that there's there's security in right. there. There's metadata for hearing impaired and captioning devices and get as close oh, to that and, and <laughs> just uh, basically anything. A lot of digital content, of which we can't do anything with without the key. There's a key to unlock all of that digital information that keeps it secure so so it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. And it goes into a a central server, essentially, right? Yep, it goes into a theater management system, the Mm -hmm. TMS. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the TMS, we can schedule what trailers we want on the right. uh, on the features the playlist the the cues to put you know lights up lights down right. switch formats um any of that and then um the schedule is actually grabbed right from our box office system so we don't actually we don't have to manually put that in and the uh and it just knows it goes oh, okay joker's gonna play in theater one so a couple days before it goes oh i'm just gonna transfer this movie into theater one. Oh, i didn't know that yeah it's all automatic awesome. so there's I'm obviously manual overrides for all this sure. but right. um for the most part, it you, just it just knows, and so. it can schedule it, it to start as well. Yes. you don't have yep. to be there to push nope. a button or nope. do any of that. It's all automated. Nope. It's all automated. Respect. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And we can play any content in any theater, 
and and we've been doing more than movies of course as most everybody knows we can we can literally play just about well i literally say just about everything uh we really can play just about everything uh through that projector which has been awesome but okay enough about all that uh let's talk about studio park here because you've spent uh several months uh in july 1st july 1st he started folks yep. and this is kind of finished uh, up today this is Oct- <laughs> october 3 as we're speaking larry has been on site here working hard on putting in the latest and greatest technology so explain what's up there so uh we have the newest uh christy uh 4k laser projectors so that's a uh, 4k resolution which is four times 2k resolution which nice. is a little over four times 1080p, which is the best, you know, Got that. At, at home. So be a test. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's with the new laser technology. So instead of using a xenon light source, which is kind of a big arc welder inside a bulb. Right. A um, lot of heat, a lot of power. Um, now they're using laser modules um, to do this. So it's a tenth to a fifteenth of the power that we used to use. Yes. Um, way more efficient way less heat we used to have to vent the old projectors outside these can just be vented in the room nice. turn the air conditioning down a little bit and they right. they're good to go so there's not a bulb really there's not a bulb anymore. there's there's nope. laser diodes ah. so laser modules so. and how long how many hours will you get out of before you maintain those so they have a, they have a half-life of about fifty thousand hours wow. um so at that 50,000 hours, they may still be fine, mm-hmm. but that may be where they start to dim enough sure. that we'd have to replace them. So, Fantastic. What a b- bottom line, folks, it's the brightest light we can possibly put on the screen yes. uh, that's available uh, uh, to us today. Uh, the screens, anything special about the screens that you want, want to um, tell us? The, the screens are, are basically wrapped screens that we haven't done before. Um, that kind of makes them look like they float. So the screens actually wrap around the frame. Um, and it, I just really think cool. it gives them a really cool Super look. high gain, too. Yeah. They uh, are, actually, they're... no. They're actually the lowest gain screens. Um, because with laser, uh, there's a thing called speckle. And if you've used a laser pointer, you see the ah, little speckle on the wall. Yes. So you use a low gain screen to not get the speckle. And, cool. and because of all the light with the laser, you don't need a high gain screen. Right. So now it is worth pointing out that not all movies are 4K, and uh, we have ordered all the 4K content that we can possibly get, like Joker and Gemini Man coming up, and and certainly Star Wars will be 4K. Uh, but even if it's not 4K content, the picture is just fantastic. The the way the projector scales the 2K from the 4K, it 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 just looks better than the 2k projectors i'm not sure what little magic they do in there but <laughs> but it it's yeah it does look better and then there's the sound which um I, how would you describe it i mean i've, I've been saying 7.1 tell us what that means uh so 7.1 is uh seven discrete channels so you have your left center and right uh you have a left wall surround a right wall surround a left rear wall surround and a right rear wall surround. One, two, three, surround. four, five, six, seven. Yep. And the point one is your subwoofer. Subwoofer. That which you were you all explaining your is an eight couple of eighteen inch type speakers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Theater One has uh, two dual uh, eighteen uh, inch woofer cabinets, so eight eighteen inch woofers. Um, it's it's phenomenal. It's, I, I watch I watch Gemini Man. By the way, if you're in Theater One. Uh, at Studio Park, uh, that is the widest screen that we have in our circuit, 60 feet wide. Uh, and with those subwoofers, if you sit in row three in seats uh, 14 and 15, your hair, well, I don't have any hair, but my <laughs> whole, my whole seat was shaking. Uh, you know, you get, you, get, you get almost a 4D effect from the subwoofers and the sound. In, in a 4K projection, I was just blown away. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and, and you get that in the entire room, uh, <laughs> front row to back row. It's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the new sound processors that we're using are, um, it's a company called Ovation out of uh, France. Okay. And um, I'm sorry, it's a company Trinoff out Trinoff. of France. Okay. It's the Trinoff. Ovation is the, is the model. Okay. Um, and they have a proprietary um, time phasing that they use for the speakers. So... I, I hate to admit time it. Phasing. Time phasing. So all the speakers are time phased. Each each part of each speaker and each speaker 
is time phase. So these frequencies all hit you at the same time instead of being a little out of phase. And it makes the dialogue is the clearest you will ever hear. It's the most natural sound you will ever hear. Um, and it's it everything. It, it it makes the channels sound farther apart to where they're. It's just I can't say enough about this. The thing <laughs> I hate though is it's a technology that can make it sound better than I would do EQing the old sound systems, which which was an art. Mm. And it's we we could do a great job at it. This can beat us on anything. So I hate You're to say a technology. Now, Larry. Wouldn't say obsolete yet, but. We need Larry. I mean, because listen, those things are not foolproof around no, our no. circuit. We have, you know, 160 some uh, projector systems, and 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 there's maintenance on all 14,000 speakers or something. Or, yeah. I think we came up with it one time, and there's a lot of projection equipment, and <laughs> you know, film projectors lasted a hundred plus years and now with digital technology we're just not sure uh, how long we're going to be able to go before we uh, have to upgrade that so as we wrap this up first of all any other features worth mentioning uh, that we failed to cover here about studio park that's i don't special? think so i mean i mean okay. it's it's the best of everything right um it's for it's, now for now, for now, tomorrow there'll probably be something else. Well, that's, that's a what better, I was going to ask you. The future but. is. I mean, we've we've heard about some cinemas in different parts of the world that have literally put like, huge television sets in, for lack of a better term. What is the? There's a terminology. Direct view. Direct uh, they call view. it direct view screens. So there's no projector. It's just literally the biggest television set you could imagine with. Uh, the high quality HD or whatever they call it, right? It's 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 a bunch of LED panels, almost like they build what we're calling our tent screen, tent the outdoor. Screen here, right? It's it's kind of the same technology. Big scoreboards um, and yeah. big arenas, yep, right? Yep. The um the the big thing for me is I'm I'm a sound guy. Right. And with that type of technology, you can't put the speakers behind the screen. Uh, so they're so they're trying mm. to come up with ways of putting Fa- speakers phasing yeah and <laughs> and actually from what i've heard Trinoff is trying to help them sure. figure this out but to get a dialogue to come right where the actor is on the sure. screen it's very that's hard to do when you don't have the speakers behind the screen because the screen has little holes in it yeah. and that what and that's what allows the sound to come through as if it was the person speaking to you uh right from the, that very spot so and and by the way, they only cost about half a million dollars per screen, so we won't be. I, I heard a million, but oh, that's a mil- oh, yeah. Really? Price is going down every day. It's, right. It's right. So, anyway, thank you, Larry. Yes, uh, this absolutely. Is Larry Zuverink, uh, our chief technology. No, I forgot the title already. <laughs> Director of presentation Director, technology. Yeah, he's just the chief in right. my book here, and we really do appreciate and thank you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, we're here at Studio Park in downtown Grand Rapids. We'll be back with another guest in a minute. Welcome back to Cut Print, Check the Gate. Ron Van Timmeren here with Kurt Van Wagener, who is uh, currently uh, with our 123 Tavern. And you are, can you give us your title, sir? What do we call you? Yes. Uh, some may say that I am the assistant to the general manager, mm. um, but I like to call myself the assistant general manager. <laughs> you can call me Ray. Yeah. You can call me, yeah. That, and you know what? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, hi, Nick Duncan. I'm taking your spot today. Uh, he's our general manager, um, so it would only be right for his assistant to uh, yes, take his spot yes. here on the podcast. Because today. you know more than he does. Uh, uh, I, no, I would no, not, not go that, that far. Okay. No, no, no. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you uh, get started in in your career in uh, in in restaurants, or did you start somewhere else? Well, it's uh, it's been a long journey. I've had several different jobs in my in my day. Um, started off at Meyer uh, as a cashier. Worked <laughs> in a an ice factory, um, delivering and packaging ice. That's a separate story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be a different <laughs> podcast. Stay tuned for that, folks. Um, and uh, looking to move to Grand Rapids. 
um, took a job doing landscaping and then randomly got hired in as a bartender at a restaurant, never working in one before. Um, Best kind of bartender right there. Yeah. Doesn't pour me another heavy no one. No bad <laughs> habits, you know, starting <laughs> off. So I learned from all the veterans uh, mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the biz at that particular place, and um, I immediately fell in love with it. Um, I've just I've always been on the customer service side of things. Um, You know, I consider myself a people person. I love I love uh, interacting with guests and just making people smile and and working hard and getting the job done. And um, it's it's not a a day without a little bit of sweat. And that's just kind of what I'm all about. So um, um, I love this. I love this company. I love this opportunity in this. This restaurant is just gorgeous. Um, I wish we could move the camera inside so you could see this Ooh, thing. But maybe man. we'll do that after hey. after our interview here. Get yeah, it's a B roll for the for the old podcast. So, no, yeah. so other Grand Rapids restaurants that yeah. you can name. That yeah, you no, at? yeah. Well, I started at Tuscan Express. It mm. that started in the uh, the uh, early mid '90s, from my understanding, and um, lasted up until. Um, you know, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, kind of a fine dining Italian place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you know, I went from a, you know, a small town country guy to, uh, to working in a fine dining restaurant. I didn't really know what wine was. Um, <laughs> uh, had only really experienced uh, red dog beer and uh and bush light and now i'm and i'm here you know selling 100 dollars bottles of wine and stuff like that to people who travel all over the world cool. um and so that that was quite a learning curve and learning experience mm-hmm. um after that uh worked for west side beer uh distributing um that was awesome mm-hmm. love those guys too mm-hmm. um and then i moved back into the restaurant world um yeah, to fire rock grill out uh in Gaines township out at a country club out there stonewater country club Sure. Um, that's where I spent a, a lot of time, um, about six years out there. And um, doing uh, all the jobs yeah. in the kitchen. I mean, did you work? I was. I was a chef. Are you? You know, I. You know, I'd go back up there. Maybe help uh, chop some onions and stuff like mm, that. Okay. Um, you know, bartending was your thing. That was. That was. That's. That's my thing. Um, you know, but I, you're a good manager too. That's what it takes, right? You learned that skill. Well, that's yeah. I've. I've you know, I've learned a lot every job I've had mm-hmm. um, and, you know, took the best of every manager I've ever had and try to, uh, you know, really encompass everything that I've mm-hmm. that I've been um, immersed in in my life. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Fire Rock Girl took a, um, you know, took a hiatus from from the restaurant world and started with uh, Studio C and Celebration Cinema. Um, and here we are today. Um, you know, kind of I helped launch the, the Celebration North um that bar when that first came up, Oscars. you know, over uh, two years ago. Cool spot. Yeah, that was uh, that was Fifty Shades of Grey opening weekend <laughs> Valentine's. So needless to say, the bar was busy a couple for that of one. Glasses of wine, did you? Yeah, a couple of <laughs> a couple of Cosmos and <laughs> stuff like that. So that was. Uh, that was a that was a memorable weekend that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good good time to be a bartender. Yeah, and yeah. single. Okay, that's right. That's hey. story. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but uh, but here we are. Um, well, you went into the kitchen as well with uh, to help us launch those uh, kitchen operations and theaters because we just sure did. we we have. Uh, what we call expanded food or, or a restaurant food and kitchens in just about all our locations now. And you've launched a, a fair amount of them, right? I sure have. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I really thank you for reminding me of what I've been doing these past few years. Cause it's, it's a, uh, you know, um, time goes by fast, but I've, I, uh, I, you know, like I said, started at that, at that North location and mm-hmm. kind of, um, eventually became food and beverage manager at celebration cinema, Benton Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, the original celebration cinema by that's, the way that's the first one that's right mm-hmm. and um so they they launched a, a food and beverage program there mm-hmm. um in august i think like two years ago sure. now in august september uh we we launched mo- mobile food ordering down there too mm-hmm. um and so uh, you can use your phone to order yeah. your food and your tickets and we'll bring them to you in your seat i mean it's a beautiful thing we're we're still ramping that up a little bit everywhere but yeah. look we've 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 realized that our whole industry is going towards uh this uh, special food and drink and and it's really become a new 
source of revenue that have kept theaters going here and and we've we've been happy to convert just about every location now so that they've got adult beverages and and the the restaurant food that is correct um Mm -hmm. yeah and and the mobile food ordering by the way is is coming soon to the free app near you um (laughs) go download it today folks uh on your on your uh, app store uh search celebration cinema download that eventually here at studio park they're going to be launching that too you bet um so that that's a it's a pretty cool deal i mean we're talking you order popcorn and pop and pizza and wings and get have all of that delivered to your seat yeah baby. Um, and it's reserve it's, seating yeah it's pretty cool um so we're uh we're on the uh, the we're in the technology game for sure. For so. sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about 123, which is uh, uh, the uh, restaurant here at Studio Park, uh, opening up officially uh, on October 14th. October That's 14th. Right. We couldn't be more excited. It's a gorgeous space. I mean, we literally just as we record this got it. Uh, uh, open last night and people were flocking into that space i never ate anything until about nine o'clock when i walked in there and you had the spread set out with deviled eggs a salad uh crab cakes the crab cakes were so good and the and the and the meatballs made of uh, from the recipe that that's going to be what our signature dish here is the meatloaf going to be yes. one of those signature dishes. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the menu. Uh, the menu is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I have got to know some of the the kitchen staff uh, over the past few weeks, and I'm not just saying that these guys are are some of the most talented people in town, but they really, really are. Oh, man. Um, and I mean, we've got, we've got line cooks that are not line cooks. They're, you know, they're, they're head chefs head and sous chefs that have been around town. Yay. And these guys, um, just the, you can, you can taste the culture in the kitchen too, because everybody loves what they're doing and it's just awesome. an outstanding menu. We're just so excited. We've got, um, yeah, deviled eggs, um, these are starters you're running down. Is a deviled egg a yeah, starter? Yeah, yeah, deviled eggs will be a starter. They're they're buffalo styled, um, so crumbled blue, uh, blue cheese, pickled veggies, uh, a little bit of celery salt, um, and some fresh dill on there. Um, got bacon wrapped dates. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, um, our kind of our signature fries. We got some uh, awesome French fries. We Cali- do? California garlic fries um, with roasted garlic oil, parsley, black pepper, sun dried tomato, aioli. So a little bit of a fancy, uh, a little dipper on that one. And, um, and the list goes on, um, you know, you, small you, plates, large plates. Yeah. Small is, plates, is, large what's plates. The difference? Um, well, Hey, they're, they're on the menu. They're on the same category here, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're actually, yeah, not, you know, small plates and then in a large plates, so like large plates are going to be more like entree, um, kind of things like, like the meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got an awesome flank steak, Scottish salmon. And if, people out there don't know what scottish salmon is there's not a better salmon um Wait, in i'll the be sea. the judge of that well I, yeah can I'm, you bring me some one of these days yes well, <laughs> well define scottish salmon is it from scotland or uh, is it how you prepare it yeah well i would i would probably leave that up to uh to our um to our cooks to <laughs> really dive into the science behind scottish salmon okay um but uh, you know on my side of things when i'm talking to tables um mm-hmm. you know all they got to know is that it's the best in the sea <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah. And then, you know, small plates, you got jackfruit carnitas. Um, we've got an awesome signature burger, um, uh, mi sandwich, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a veggie sandwich. So we've got, um, you know, cater to the meat lovers and, um, and the, the vegans and the, and the veggies out there, mm-hmm. um, shrimp and grits, um, crab shrimp cakes, like grits. you said, um, and you can get a fried chicken sandwich anywhere, but wait till you try this fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. So you got we got a lot of familiar items, sure. uh, you know, a new American fare, um, stuff that you've had before, but you haven't had anything like this before. So uh, Ben Kaja, our, our head chef, um, he is from Grand Rapids, but spent some time in uh, in South Carolina mm. and lived down, you know, down in the in the South for a little bit. So he came up back up here with a little twang. Uh, on his uh, cooking style. Oh, and his cooking uh, style. Not yeah, his, not his voice. No, I, yeah, I can still understand his dialect and stuff like that. So, <laughs> he's uh, no, he's an awesome dude too. He's really fun to work with, and mm-hmm. um, and his, you know, he's 
him between him and Jeff Fine and Jeff Fine is our executive chef for the company and those dudes uh they worked together at, at Greenwell in the past mm-hmm. um but you know they're they're great friends and they and they act like it and they they cook great food together and it's just really fun so i gotta look at this because yeah, i haven't studied yeah. as well i see there's a kid's menu so that's it is, this is sort of a family place even though it's uh yeah. you know a drinking establishment as well right so you got your hot dog your your grilled cheese your mac and cheese that sort of thing right yep um so i want you to tell me what you think about that pb and j sushi right there oh uh creamy peanut butter strawberry jelly rolled in white bread That's cut right. sushis <laughs> it's all about the presentation folks yeah get your kids to try this so just anoth- make it look different <laughs> another you know <laughs> another you know ob- an obvious mention we have to talk about Kristen kent um ah. she's she's the leader of everything uh you know this whole program right um circuit wide and has everything to do with 123 tavern um, yeah. And how we're and how we're you know coming up with all this kind of stuff. So her and her kids actually uh, used to make or still do make PB and J sushi oh, at home weird. in okay. the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, on the counter at their house. Um, so that's kind of <laughs> I think why that food menu. I, that's a little inside uh, information right. there. Key lime creme brulee. I see on the dessert here buttermilk pie. It says pumpkin spice chantilly cranberry compote compote. Hey. Yes, yes, compo, yes. Okay. Candied pecans, ooh, and brownie bread pudding are just three of the choices yeah. here. Yeah. So dessert is happening. Now, you got the drink menu over there. Is there something we should know about the drink menu? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, how much time you got? Uh, I mean, we, hey, this I is mean. a podcast. We can, <laughs> you don't have to run them all, but how many beers? So how many um, beers on tap are we Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about taps. We have 12 beers on tap Okay. Um, at 123 Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Michigan. We love Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Um, we support, you know, we support the self distributors, the little guys, um, and the big dogs like Founders, who we can like see their building from across right. the street. We're, I mean, we're, we're not far from the tap room. We're a stone's throw from Founders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love Founders. We mm-hmm. love uh, Creston. We love Elk. We love um, you know City Built Speciation. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. Sorry, even if, I, if it's and not Bells, Grand Rapids. Of course, okay. yes, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, you know, we're going to rotate taps and rotate sure. beers mm-hmm. um, on the regular. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I love to focus on seasonal stuff, things mm-hmm. that are trendy, hot, mm-hmm. um, exclusive, limited, weird. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, big, huge beers. Um, it's a big, huge beer right doing, here. We're doing the growlers. <laughs> yeah, we got, you know, uh, yeah, so we, we're, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. so that's the beer and a lot of cool um, cans and bottles, too, at 123. Um, our cocktail program is, is I, you know, I think pretty good. I had, um, a, I had some sort of a mule thing last night. Yeah, which was you might have so had the pineapple good. mule. The pineapple yes. mule. Is that what that was? Yes, yes. I just had one. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> there are more. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I mean, our, you know, we, we've got in Grand Rapids is known for their beer, uh, but Grand Rapids also has really awesome cocktail bars, Long Road Distillery. We, we're actually partnering with these guys. I'll tell you about listening room in a second here, but, um, if you've never been to Long Road, check those guys out. Gray Skies in town. We've got some really awesome distilleries that make really beautiful scientific, um, artist, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's art, it's art, um, art, the, in a bottle. You know, art in a bottle and a glass. It. So I'm not saying we're, you know, we're on that level, but mm-hmm. we've got, uh, some cool pre prohibition style drinks on our specialty cocktail list, um, really? that we are, you know, you know, you can go anywhere and you can get a, an aviation or a clover club. Um, but you know, uh, we like the way we do it too. Our, our Paloma is, you know, I, I don't, I, I love our Paloma. Um, what's a, what's a Paloma? Oh, a Paloma. We're, we're using uh, mezcal, which, um, is tequila, in the tequila sort of. family sort of. Yeah. And it's, but it's going to be a little bit more on the smoky side. Okay. Um, so we're also hand juicing, um, our own lime, lemon and grapefruit juice. Um, so that Paloma is going to have some, uh, you know, hand squeeze freak, uh, grapefruit juice. Um, 
and it's just a really refreshing drink. Um, it's, and you're going to yeah. keep rotating those kinds of specialty drinks in and out, like you said, seasonally and so forth. That's that's the plan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're starting off. Um, we have a base menu that we're really going to you know get comfortable with, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and then quite honestly, you know, get to know ourselves and um, and kind of develop our, our personality over time, and, and definitely. Um, you know, and, and our bartenders um, are outstanding as well and very creative people mm-hmm. and who have also been around the block a time or two and, have you know, and know, know what they're know what they're doing. Sure. Um, so um, one of my yeah. son's best friends, Sean Hamilton, you can see him down here working as well. I know you, you've got a great staff. You, how many yeah. how many uh, employees does it take to run one twenty three? Yeah, we're. Um, you know we're you know as as any successful business always looking for the the best and brightest you know mm-hmm. to bring in you can't um you know we we gotta you know we're always looking for the best people sure. and we've we've found a lot of really really awesome people we i think right now we've our staff is uh, close to like 50 mm-hmm. or so in, in total right um you know which is not too big not too small Good group, um, you know, but we want to, uh, you know, um, emphasize a, a like work life balance for everybody, too. So, you sure. know, if you have too small of a staff, no one gets any time off and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Um, but yeah, but our, uh, you know, cocktail program at 123 is great. Wine list is extensive, fancy, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, uh, just a, and just coming awesome. soon, uh, depending on when you're actually watching or listening to our podcast here, April, uh, October 14, which I suppose would be. Uh, considered a soft opening from the standpoint that we're brand new uh, so get here uh, early on the uh, front edge of uh, what is soon to be the hottest restaurant in town 123 tavern here at uh, celebration studio park and uh, we've got more to come in the in the neighborhood here uh, as far as food and drink and 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 fun uh, whether you want to do yoga or you need some frozen yogurt from yoga to yogurt. I, I just made that up. I, brilliant. I think that's just brilliant. But he's Kurt Van Wagener uh, with 123 Tavern. I'm Ron Van Timmeren with Studio C and Celebration Cinema. And thanks for watching our podcast today. Do come down and check out uh, Studio Park. And remember, parking is free with your ticket purchase here. What is parking uh, with your uh, meal here? Have we figured that part out or are we just working on that? To be determined. To be determined. We'll... We'll figure out how to get you a deal on parking, if yeah, not free. You know, maybe we'll do it. You know, if you have more than a couple Palomas, uh, we'll <laughs> leave your car here <laughs> in right. the we'll ramp. Drive you home. Be safe, everybody. See you at the movies.